Now it is time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. Kia ora. And there's calls for more certainty around the emissions trading scheme. Kia ora Charlotte. Yes, the Forest Owners Association says the government's reset of the ETS is a step in the right direction, but it isn't enough to restore confidence in the forestry sector. When the government tightened ETS settings late last year, the unit price for carbon dropped from $88 per unit to $33. But the government has now accepted advice from the Climate Change Commission and agreed to raise the reserve price. From December, the bottom price will lift from $33 to $60. Association President Grant Dodson says the move is welcomed and shows the importance of getting the ETS settings right, as previous decisions have had a huge impact. There's about 95 million forestry units in the registry. At the peak they were worth around $8.5 billion and they dropped to under $4 billion in value. Now that money is owned by iwi, by local councils, by farmers, foresters, investors. So it's a pretty significant loss of value. Mr Dodson says the latest reset won't change much just yet, as the sector is waiting for the outcome of current change proposals. I can tell you the company that I run is, has um, pulled out of a substantial land transaction. We're expecting to plant the last of our new land next year, and then after that we, we've got nothing in the pipeline and we won't be buying any more until we, we get some security. Um, I'm aware of significant seedling orders being cancelled for 2024. Um across the nurseries in New Zealand and uh, you know there'll be there will be a lot of jobs lost and um, a lot of and unfortunately a lot of really good forestry projects that, that just won't go ahead because of this uncertainty. Consultation on the redesign of the emissions trading scheme closes next month. Westpac has lowered its forecast milk price for this season to $7.80 a kilogram of milk solids. Agri-economist Nathan Penny says the catalyst for the revision is ongoing sluggishness in the Chinese economy. He says the new forecast is below most farmers' break-even point, but farm balance sheets are generally strong, and given experience of downturns previously, he expects farmers to be well-placed to manage it. Fonterra's current midpoint for this season is $8. For more on China's economy, stark figures show it's failing to bounce back as expected following COVID-19. AgriHQ's senior analyst Mel Crowd says New Zealand's primary exports of lamb, beef, logs, dairy and wool are all struggling to fetch good prices there. She says Chinese consumers have drastically cut spending. The recent gross domestic product result is weak and unemployment is high. If we look at those economic growth forecasts, they've been cut after week quarter two GDP results. Um, they only grew at a rate of just over 6%, slower than what everyone had been anticipating at, at over 7%. Um, and too, youth unemployment is also becoming a major issue, reaching a record high of 21% for the 16 to 24-year-olds in June. And it was even higher amongst uh, university graduates. But I think, too, the declining property market is just a really big grey cloud that continues to linger in the background. Half as many houses in China began construction in the first half of this year compared to the average over that 2018 to 2021 um, period. Now, government stimulus packages uh, are yet to be seen in China, like we saw around the rest of the world post-COVID. And, look, there's limited information um, about future plans of when they might be released, if any. So it's just going to keep the pressure on that market and I think we're going to feel it quite acutely here. That's Mel Crowd from AgriHQ.
Top quality crossbred wool in the South Island is reaching price levels not seen for more than five years. The first wool sale of the season last week saw the South Island strong wool indicator lift 21 cents. Best style wool prices are up 6% to $4.25 a kilo clean, while poorer styles are sitting down around the $2.20 mark. PGG Wrightson's South Island auction manager Dave Burridge says farmers taking the time to ensure their wool is the best quality are being rewarded with good prices. We are seeing quite a dramatic movement uh, within wool and you know where the biggest lifts are coming from is the influx of the best style, best coloured wool that's coming out of preland shearing from areas especially out of Otago. Best style wools are now fetching double the price of average style wools which I haven't seen in my 40 years in the business, such a disparity in price differences between two styles. Mr Burridge says there's been a shortage of top-style wool that's got a good colour, hence why buyers in China and Australia are snapping it up for use in carpets. He says prices should remain higher for the near future. We see continuing strong demand for those wool types, certainly from the short term. And, you know, again, such a disparity now between the best style returns for wool versus average to poor style wools. And, and, you know, look, that's probably how it should look. Those growers who grow a premium product should get the, uh, the premium um, returns uh, for their wool. And we have seen that this prelim season, we expect to go right through to about September, where traditionally all those best style wools come forward for that time of year. Dave Burridge says prices for better style wool in the North Island have lifted as well, although prices remain generally lower in the South Island. Farmers are being urged to prepare for more back-to-back La Nina weather cycles in the coming years. New research published in international science journal Nature shows in a high greenhouse gas emission scenario, the frequency of back-to-back La Nina weather patterns will increase from every 12 years last century to every nine years for the remainder of this century. La Nina means more rain for northeastern areas of the North Island and reduced rainfall to the lower and western South Island. University of Waikato senior climate change lecturer Dr Luke Harrington says the weather patterns are normally well forecast in advance so farmers will be able to prepare. If farmers were trying to think about how might they plan for future La Nina events you'd be looking back to understand that the learnings and the lessons that you had from past events like the the most recent three-year period where we've had back-to-back-to-back La Ninas, um, also 2017-18, and then even looking back to the early 2000s and and um, 2001, that was a a very dry summer in the Wellington and Whited Upper region and also up in in Nelson Marlborough, Um, and that was actually at the tail end of another uh, triple dip La Nina as well. That's Dr Luke Harrington. Farm sales remain on the go slow, but prices are still strong. New figures from the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand show 217 farms were sold in the first months, three months to June, a 37% drop on the same period last year. The median price per hectare for all farms sold was nearly $28,000, a 4% dip on prices in the last three months to June last year. Institute Rural Spokesperson Shane O'Brien says sales of dairy support land are quiet, which is a reflection of this time of year, and possibly the drop in farm margins from lower milk payouts, higher farm expenses and interest rate rises. He says there's also been a noticeable drop in demand for farms to be planted into exotic trees, as the recent drop in export log prices and carbon prices are curtailing demand for forestry land.
And just lastly, National Polytech Te Pukinga is offering a new course for beekeepers at its Nelson campus. The free Level 2 course is designed for backyard beekeepers or anyone curious about the industry. Apiculture tutor Dion Mundy says a range of skills such as handling the bees, beehive construction and the legal requirements for owning bees and producing honey will be covered. Applications for the first course, which starts at the end of September, are now open. And that's the rural news. Kia pai te rā.